Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 33 of Off the Block Swimming Podcast. Thank you all very much for downloading today's episode. Wherever you are listening right now, I'm your host, Robbie Cox. Now, we are finishing the week with one of the most talented young swimmers our country has at the moment. She is so talented, in fact, that it was only yesterday she announced she will be a part of Season 2 of the International Swimming League. She's going to be joining the New York Breakers, which is absolutely massive news. And, of course, I'm talking about Queensland young gun Molly O'Callaghan. I caught up with Molly about a month ago and discussed her coach, Dean Boxel, and what a great impact he's had on her swimming so far, her 2019 Australian Age Championships and how well she did there. We also talk about what she likes most about training and competing, as well as her amazing Junior World Champs experience last year in Budapest. So for the last time this week, get ready, put your feet up, grab a drink, settle in, because Ep 33 with Molly O'Callaghan starts... Now. Away they go. No problems with the start. There is two one hundred in the second in it. Gary Hall Jr., the extrovert, and Ian Thorpe battling it out down the pool. Thorpe is starting to go away from him. Oh, he's blowing him away now. Thorpe's gone more than a metre on Van der Hoogen's hand. But the symmetry of all eyes is the great Madam Butterfly, Susie O'Neill. He's coming back. Oh, he surely can't do it to him again. Savage in the white hats, Vets in the black hats, and Vets is bullets. I cannot believe he's done that. Fortune Club, Fortune Hall, Fortune goes in. Australia win. Joining me today on the show is one of Australian swimming's fastest rising stars at the moment. She is a four-time Australian age champion from last year's National Age Championships in the 153, as well as the 100 and 200 backstroke. She is also a silver medalist from the 2019 Junior World Champs in Budapest with her teammates in the 4x100-meter freestyle relay team. It's a very big welcome to Off the Block Swimming Podcast to Molly Callahan. Molly, how are you going, mate? Um, really good, thank you. Thank you. How about you? <laughs> Mate, I'm very good. I'm very good. Um, it's been a busy day for me, to be honest with you. I was just telling you, I was just talking to Jody Henry before, and um, I was speaking to uh, a New Zealand athlete earlier this morning, uh, Ali Gallia. So busy day for me. You trained this morning. How did you go? What sort of a session was it? Um, it was quite an easy session. We just like, we got put in like groups and we got to make, it, like, make our own session up. And then I just okay. had a So it was only 5K, which was good. Pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. How have you found getting back into training? Was it easier or harder than you thought? Um, it was really hard at the start, but I found I've just found like a flow and I can just get into the rhythm now. So it's mm. been really good to like be back in training. Yeah. Man, after the awesome experience you had last year, I mean, as, as I said, you killed it at uh, Aussie Age Champs. Um, you went to Junior Worlds, had a fantastic experience there. You also went to state teams and, and, and you guys won there as well. Would have been buzzing for this year again. Nationals got cancelled. Uh, the trip to Hawaii got cancelled. How did you go with all of that? Uh, I think I dealt with it pretty good. Like last year was a big year for me. I found it was an amazing experience for me and like to get to know like all the swimmers. But this year um, it's been a bit tough like because of the break and stuff. But I think I've dealt with it really well. And like the break's been such a good thing for me. At the moment, yeah. What did you get up to during the break? Obviously, everyone was said they had home gyms. I saw people swimming in the beach. I saw people swimming in a backyard pool with a <laughs> with a bungee cord. What did, What did you do? 
Um, so I did a lot of home gyms and I would go to, uh, um, go to a park with one of my coaches and I'd go do a gym there. Mm -hmm. But uh, we would go to uh, like uh, a beach and we would go train on the weekends or like a morning before school and we'll put our wetsuits on and then go run on the beach. And yeah, no, it was really good. Yeah. So you found ways around it. That's good to see. Yeah. May, uh, talk to me about how you started in swimming. I always like to um, take you guys back and, and for you age group athletes, we don't have to go back too far because you're still only 16. But, uh, you know, how did you get started in the pool and what drew you to swimming? Uh, I started swimming because of my sister. So I just kind of got chucked into swimming and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but um, when I got around the age seven, I really wanted to compete. And once I started to compete, I really loved competing. It was just like the drive and like the feeling of like touching the wall, getting a PB. And I was like mm -hmm. very determined. When I was younger. I used to stare behind the blocks and I'm like, I'm going to beat all of you. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, full on when I was younger. And I just loved racing. The racing part was my favorite, but training, not so much, but yeah. yeah. Well, as you get older, you have to find that balance, don't you? Because unfortunately, without the training part, the racing part's not as good. Yeah, definitely. Training's like crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> but did you get amongst any other sports? I know you're only 16, but, you know, when you were a little bit younger, did you play anything else? Uh, well, I did, like, touch football for school, but, like, that was never, like, up there where I would go to trainings and stuff. It was just for school. I never really did anything, like, outside of school besides swimming. Mm. Yeah. Swimming-wise, who did you look up to? Any heroes that you sort of um, looked at from afar and thought, yeah, I want to sort of um, be like that? The past few years, I've been looking up to Kaylee McEwen and um, – and Minam because they're at such a young age and they're doing really well at the moment and they're just absolutely smashing it in the water. So I want to be like up there one day with them. So, yeah. Mate, talk to me about what you enjoy most about training. Obviously you enjoy the racing. We know, we know that, but in terms of training, you would have had to start to find ways to enjoy it. Now, what do you enjoy most? Is it the sessions themselves? Is it, you know, maybe being a part of the team, seeing your mates when you go there and training with them? What do you enjoy most? I'm um, mainly training with my friends. I think it's really encouraging to like train with your friends. They keep you upbeat. You're always positive and it makes the training like a lot better and you just like push yourself against them and you find you train a lot harder with them than you do by yourself, which yeah, it's a lot better <laughs> with training. <laughs> Yeah. How important has your coaches been? I know you, you're coached by Dean now and, and Maxine also helps you, but you would have had a few coaches as you're getting older. Um, yeah. How important have they been around you, you know, learning to enjoy training as well? Because as we said, yes, competition is important. And actually, you know, more often than not, that is the most important part. If you don't enjoy racing, you're not going to be successful. I don't care what anybody says. That's just what I want to put out there. So you're obviously on the right track, but you do need to enjoy the process behind it. So how important have your coaches been around that as well? Um, they're very encouraging. If I'm feeling down or if I'm feeling anything wrong, um, they'll always ask me. If they ask me if I like the session, they'll, they really just want my feedback and um, to know if I'm really enjoying it and how they change it and ways I can improve as a swimmer, which it's been really well. Yeah, definitely make you feel a lot more comfortable. That's for sure. It feels like you've got a say in, in what's happening. A lot of swimmers have some, uh, you know, big meets um, that they're trying to qualify for things for, make teams, might be just their first state age championships, whatever it may be. And there's always things that they struggle with. 
What did you struggle with and, and maybe you still do to today? Is it, is it nerves? It could be around executing a race plan. Maybe you still just go out a little bit too hard than the coach wants you to. What have you had to sort of, uh, you know, keep working on? Uh, I think definitely nerves is number one because when you're behind the block, it's so scary. Like I fiddle with my goggles and I'm like, I just feel like vomiting. I'm like really scared. But um, also like with the race plan and knowing what to do because I'm very like focused when I get to like my coach and sometimes I just block it out and I forget to like listen and take it in. But I think nerves are number one because it's, it's so scary before you race. It's like everything's on you. you. It's just you racing, no one else. You mentioned race plans there and I'm not going to get specific into what the race plan is, but before you go and you talk to your coach, what do you feel like it works best for you in terms of hearing? Do you need a detailed approach or do you just feel like you need a couple of words and then let it go? Cause otherwise you're going to make me way too nervous. I think a couple of words, uh, words because like, it's just like, I can't even say it. Um, <laughs> and um, I just like, it sticks with me a little bit more if it's just a few words than like a lot of like a lot of things and then it just gets too complicated. Yeah. Mate, you killed it at age nationals, as I said, and we'll get to that in a minute, but obviously there's a lot of different events there that you're racing. What are your favorite ones to race in the pool though? Uh, I think 50 and 100 back. They're like my main ones. And like, I like racing 100 free too, but 200s I'm still getting used to. But yeah, definitely 100s and 50s are my favorite. <laughs> and I'm assuming they're the favorite to train for as well, because training wise, if you're going for a 200 or, or higher, the training certainly becomes a little bit more intense. Yeah, I definitely, I get chucked into the middle distance group, but um, like, it's, it's not as bad as the distance sessions, I'll say. It's a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mentioned their age nationals, and, and you definitely smashed it. As I said, you come away with four individual medals. I do believe there was some relay success there as well. Before we get to the meet itself, what was training like in the lead-up to, to last year's age nationals? Because I'm always interested in, you know, what you were doing right or, you know, how you're feeling leading up to it because – it certainly wasn't just, oh, you won one race. You won four and you, you killed it and you did a really good job. So was it a great training block? Uh, was it you had no interruptions? You weren't sick? You were just healthy and ready to go? Obviously, Dean and Maxine had a great part in that as well. But what went so right for you, do you think? Well, I actually moved clubs a few like months before H Nationals, which had a big impact on my, um, my fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, Getting to it, I got a lot more stronger. I like I started doing gym and all that, but the block, the training block was so hard. It was so intense, and it was just full on, and it was like to the max. Yeah, yeah. We do often hear things uh, about um, certainly January at St Peter's, and I think I've seen a video of like Hell Month or something like that, which looked um, crazy intense. You know, how did you go with, with that change? How did you go with, with that, um, you know, change in training environment? Uh, well, I didn't do Hell Month this year or last year because uh, Dean's group doesn't really do it. But yep. it's hard training. It's like every session is a hard training session. And we had like the start of the year where we went to Thailand for three weeks. Um, and that was a really hard block of training before, you know, like Olympics, but that got, that got canned. Yeah. What was that like the trip to Thailand? Uh, it was really fun. Um, got to lay around in Thailand, but, um, got to see a few things, 
but yeah, it was like mainly mainly for training, and there was a lot of training to put like there, like a heap. Mm. Mate, heading back to nationals uh, one last time. Did one swim stand out from the other? As I said, there were four individuals. Obviously, relay success, but was there one sort of race that stands out from another? Uh, I think my 150 freestyle because my main stroke is backstroke and I wasn't expected to like win the 150. So I was like kind of really shocked with that and such a big PB. So I was like really impressed with myself. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that was out of nowhere. Yeah. Talk to me about dealing with a big program. How did you go with that? Obviously there's heats, there's finals. You got to warm up, you got to cool down, you got to stretch, you got to activate. There's a lot of things that I guess sometimes people that just sit in the stands don't really know how much goes into to those um, events. And, and certainly that week, you're only still young. Is that something your coaches and, and your family need to help you with? Or do you feel like you've got a pretty good handle on all of that at the moment? I, I feel like I've got a pretty good handle on it um I just find it's mainly practice for when I get older I need to back up I need to know how to just like in situations if I go to like a senior team and I need to back up a race it's good to learn it experience for me and like definitely down there it's a bit stressful but I know how to handle myself Maxi and Dean are pretty good they'll tell the marshalling oh if I got a race before and it's quickly like I got a quick changeover they'll tell them and I'll go meet the um somewhere in the marshalling room but it's yeah. very like but stressful at the same time. And you're starting to, do you feel like you're starting to get better at dealing with that? Obviously you turned 16 this year. You've had a few sort of bigger experiences now and we'll get to the junior worlds in a second and, and state teams and that sort of stuff. So you're certainly getting a lot of exposure to those sort of environments. Do you feel like you're starting to get a bit better? Yeah, I've definitely, like, started to get a bit better. I've learned off, like, the older guys. I know I'm, like, working my way around and I'm starting to know what's, like, what to do and, like, how this can help. And, yeah, it's been a lot better. I've, yeah. Talk to me about your coaches, Dean Boxall, and I'll throw Maxine in there as well because, obviously, she does a fantastic job and I, I don't want to leave her out of this. You train at St. Peter's Western now. How important are they to your success and how have they helped you most, do you think? So, you know, you've not been there, you've been there for a little bit now, but what have you picked up most from your time there so far? Oh, uh, I've like, I've learned mainly a lot from the older guys, but Dean and Maxie have helped me so much um, in getting to the point that I am at right now. Um, just mainly with pushing me in training, making sure like I'm on the right time. I know if I'm like, like dropping off or am I getting tired but yeah it's been very helpful and like knowing the structure of like of of my week like oh I've got to like train I've got to do gym I've got to do core I've got to like just getting more professional as I go yeah take a bit more ownership for your own you know week and not being like a young teenager even though that you are but yeah I guess not relying on everyone else to do everything for you and taking a little bit more responsibility I guess definitely yeah that's that's a big thing yeah now there's no doubt that when i say st peter's western people know that ariane's there mitch is there clyde lewis there's a lot of other names jack cartwright and i mean i could keep going <laughs> how important is that for you and you know do you ever get to see them around and learn from them a little bit and, and sort of take little bits of uh information yeah, um, I train with them. Um, we'll have sessions together. I'll verse some. I know, like, I'll verse, like, Arnie in training and Meg 
for freestyle and I know like I got to be up with them I know what time I got to do and it's definitely like helped me a lot to push myself against them because I know they're like the best of the best and that's where I need to be and they've definitely been helping me with like getting to know things and like learning like because I do like drug testing now Arnie's been a big help with that so has Abby to like know what to do and yeah they're they're really helpful that's actually a good point you bring up there. Have you gone around that? That's something that I don't think we've really brought up here on the podcast is, you know, the drug testing and certainly um, at Ariane's level, uh, you know, obviously it would have to go on, but I don't think we really discussed that at a young age, it does get introduced with you guys. How have you gone with all of that? Um, at first it was really stressful, but now I know like what to do. And if I need to ever, like, if I never, ever need help, I'll ask one of the older girls or I'll ask Maxie, mm-hmm. um, it's really hard to, like, if I get sick with medication, like, knowing which medication to take and what to not to take. And, yeah, but it's it's something you get used to and it's just kind of, like, fitting, like, perfect now. Yeah. Say there you're going head-to-head at times with Ariane in training. What's it like pushing off next to someone who you know in a year's time is going to be going head-to-head with Katie Ledecky trying to knock her off? <laughs> It's actually crazy, but, like, I never really think about it that much. I just go, oh, like, he's my training partner. I don't, like, think about, like, oh, my God, I'm training next to Annie. It's just kind of, like, set in to me now. Like, at the start, I was like, oh, my God, like, yeah. there's so many big people there. But, like, now I'm just like, oh, yeah, like, here I go. A lot Dean's, more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> against them, and it's like, what? Ah. <laughs> mate what are your favorite sessions of the week and i mean you can say recovery because uh ali who i had on earlier today said recovery so you can say it but what's your favorite session of the week uh i don't, I don't know because it always changes around um but i do like recovery mm-hmm. but i do like the sessions that we do like sprint sessions or kick sessions like mainly kick sessions that's where i really like that's normally in the mornings, mm-hmm. but yeah, I really have a favorite at the moment. What about least favorite then? Surely there's one where, you know, oh, I've got to do it because it's going to help me, but I wish I didn't have to. <laughs> uh, definitely probably Monday morning because it's like you got back from like the weekend away and you're like, oh, now I've got to get back into it. And it's hard to like get the feeling back and it's like the start of the week and you're like, oh, yeah, it's just full <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you're alone there. I don't think it's just a swimming thing, Molly. I think everybody has those feelings on Monday morning. Um, 2019, last year, Junior World Champs in Budapest. Um, you definitely kept your good form going from nationals. Um, obviously, the results speak for themselves. As I said, you know, you were part of the, the silver um, medal in the 4 by 100 meter freestyle relay. Um, you also had some great you know, success in your own individual events. I think you did two PBs in the 50 and the 100 back, if I'm not mistaken. So talk to me about how different that was in terms of stepping up to that level, in terms of, you know, the different environment and you, you know, still only being young and having to learn on the go. Uh, I Heading into the meet, I had no clue, like, what the environment was going to be like. I know it was going to be similar to nationals, but, like, I knew it was going to be bigger, larger and more pressure. And I feel like, during that week, I dealt with it really well. Um, my my racing was, like, so well. I was, like, so impressed. I was really happy with what I did. And, like, 
I came away with like three fourths in my individual events. So I was really happy with that. Um, I didn't really have any pressure on myself to like, like, I like I put pressure on myself to medal, but like I wasn't like if I didn't medal, I wasn't gonna you know be upset. I knew that either way, I'm gonna be happy with what I do because it was my like first large meet. Mm. What about being a part of the relay with the girls? That must have been a treat for you in terms of uh, you know obviously you know being around the team, being around the girls. It's a bit more of a team environment. And a, a second question to that. Do you enjoy being in, t- in the team environment or do you find you put a little bit more pressure on yourself to, to have to not let the girls down? Um, it's a bit of both. Like I love being in the team environment because you all uplift yourself and it's really like encouraging. And all the girls, like they're like, no matter what you do, they're always happy with what you do. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of pressure because you're like, oh my God, what if I do something and the whole team's like let down and what if I like, just like de- like get a DQ and then like everyone's out. Yeah. So there's a bit of both in there that like for a relay. Mm. What was that relay like though? The girls, you know, got silver medal. What was it like over there? Um, I feel like on the pool deck, it was like really like you felt really hot and you felt really nervous. And um, like after, after the race, like we're all happy. It was just amazing. Like we all ran up to the podium. It was just like really fun. But beforehand it was so like you were sitting in the marshalling room, really like scared. (laughs) You're like kind of keeping your thoughts to like yourself. But yeah, afterwards it was, it was such like, Oh, it was amazing. What lessons did you learn from that trip? I'm constantly talking to people on the podcast about, things that they learn and, and even at a young age as yourself, mate, I was just talking to Jodie Henry and, and she was on the Australian team from 2001 um, and she was still learning all the way up until, you know, to, even towards the time when she retired. What did you learn from, from that um, trip? Uh, I think like mainly backing up again, like popping out, having to race again because there was like a few nights where I had my semifinals and my finals for like, for my two individual races and I had to hop back up, make sure I go like get organized, make sure the, um, the marshalling room knows that, um, I'm going to be there and like, Oh, there's another, I just, I don't know. That's a really tough question. Like (laughs) I haven't really thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably look, to be honest, it's probably something that you're going to, um, find later, like the next big meet, you're going to be a lot more equipped. You're probably not even going to, in terms of, um, you're not going to have to acknowledge it. You're not going to say, Oh, I'm better at knowing that now. You're just going to, it's just going to naturally happen. So I know what you mean. I I feel you. It's all good. Now, do you still feel like an age group swimmer? Because I know you are, but as you said, in training, you've, you've got, uh, Arnie and, and, and the other girls next to you and you're around, um, senior athletes and no doubt your times are now getting towards, a certain time where, you know, if you go to an open nationals, you know, you're certainly going to be in the mix. Is it an awkward time for you at the moment? Cause you're still an age group swimmer, but you're starting to, you know, be able to match it with the, with the older girls. Yeah. It's a bit awkward at the moment, like in that stage, but like, I still feel like an age group swimmer because I hang around like the age group girls in my, like my training group. Um, I still race as an age group, but I can race as open, but definitely transitioning into like opens is a bit harder like to get the grab of like getting to know all the girls in the marshalling and like knowing how, like where you should be in the opens. But yeah, it's been like, 
bit weird. <laughs> now, what do you get up to away from the pool? Obviously, you've got school. We know that. Obviously, you've got training. We know that. What do you get up to when you don't have to do homework and you don't have to train? Uh, I do... Well, I'll go out with my friends sometimes. Um, I like to, like, paint in my spare time, even though, like, I'm really bad at painting. But, like, <laughs> I like to, like, learn new things like sewing, painting, or I'll go, like, play with my, like, pets and stuff. Yeah. It's funny you say painting. I think Jenna Forrester, who I had on last week, was painting stuff, and I, I missed the opportunity to ask her if she had any paintings around. Do you have any? Do you have any to no. show us? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm in the Gold Coast at the moment. Okay. I'm in a... <laughs> what are you doing on the Gold Coast? Um, I'm away for this weekend, um, just for my mum's birthday. So, yeah, a little getaway. Look at you guys living the dream up in Queensland. Lucky, very, very lucky. Now, talk to me about balancing school and, and training. And certainly, uh, it probably would have been a little bit easier when you were a little bit younger, but you're getting to a level now where certainly training is starting to ramp up. And a lot of other, you know, age group athletes out there are finding, you know, trying to find that balance. A lot of them are still struggling. How do you go with it? Well, I'm in grade 11 at the moment. Um, so I've had a plan for school that I'm doing grade 11 and 12 over three years. So only this year I'll have three subjects and next year I'll have grade 11 and 12. Um, grade 11 and 12. So I have a lot of spares and I got like a lot of plenty of time to do my schoolwork during that time. And I found that's really helped. And like, there's been a school bus that goes between, cause I go to the other St. Peter's campus that goes between the both schools. So that's been a big help too. Awesome. Now, mate, listen, I like to finish my chats with some less serious questions, which I know you've listened to a few podcasts, so you would know this. So all this is to do is just to basically see what you get up to when you're not training and you're not at school. What do you listen to? What do you watch? So we'll start with yeah. what's your favorite music? What do you like to listen to? Um, I like to l listen to a lot of different music, but my favorite artist is Rihanna. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about favorite movies? I won't make it one. What do you like to watch? watch a lot of different things shrek shrek is my favorite movie but um i like to watch like uh i forgot some of the names of the movies but i like to watch like family guys tv shows like that yeah 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 i um i must admit i have been having to watch a lot of things like shrek and moana and stuff like that because i have a daughter who's just about to turn two and other than football, which I will not change the channel for, I don't care how much she's screaming, but other than football, I don't really get to watch anything else that I want to watch anymore. It's all about, you know, Moana and Finding Dory and all these yeah. other things. What about a uh, favourite meal? What do you like to eat? Ooh, for dinner, I like to eat stuffed capsicum. Um, I definitely like sushi. Uh, I like a lot of different things, but they're my main two that I like to eat. What about dessert? Ooh, ice cream. <laughs> That's just ice cream is my favorite. Any ice cream, just ice cream. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favorite. I mean, I loved a lot of different things in when I went to Italy, but just the gelato plate. There was just gelato everywhere, and I found myself having two servings of gelato each night because I'd have one flavor at one place, and we'd go wandering. And on our way home, there'd be another one. I'd look in and be like, "Oh, I haven't had that one," so I'd go in and get more. So. I definitely feel you in terms of uh, ice cream because I, I love my ice cream as well. Uh, what yeah. about TikTok? Are you on TikTok? Do you watch TikTok? Yeah, no, I do watch TikTok. What, <laughs> do, you en 
what do you enjoy about that? What it like? I to, to be honest, because this could even be a stupid question, because I have no idea. I don't have it myself, and I don't watch it. But I know a lot of listeners do. So, uh, I like I like all the comedy and humor and all that. I'm not so much on like the dancing side of TikTok. I'm more on like the just like the funny, <laughs> more of the funny side. Yeah, no, that's good. Stick with that. I um about a month ago, I almost ran into a girl at Kmart. Because she was in the in the in the middle aisle, and she had set her phone up on one of the on one of the things, and she was doing a dance in the middle of the aisle. And I was walking with my daughter in the pram, and I had to wait for her to finish her dance. So yes, keep going with that. You're doing a good job, just listening and watching the funny stuff, and not sort of. Yeah, definitely. I was very tempted to accidentally bump into her just to say, "Listen, that that dance can wait till you get home." Um, what about favorite quotes? Has, has Dean or Maxine or any of the teams you've been on, have you heard any quotes that you, you know, you really took to heart? Um, actually, no, I've never really like, I don't really have any favorite quotes or like, I haven't really heard anything that's really stuck with me. Okay. All right. Well, there's a bit of homework for you. The next time we chat, I'm going to ask the same question. I'll see if you've got any. Yeah. At least one, at least one. Um, hey, when we do redo this chat, might be next year, might be two to three years. What sort of accomplishments do you want me to add at the top? So I don't want to put pressure on you and I don't want you to sort of put massive pressure on yourself, but do you have sort of little goals that you're looking ahead to say, I- I'd like to achieve that? That's certainly what I'm striving for. Uh, well, I want to make another junior team, but definitely a senior team. And next year, I really want to make the Olympics, but I'm not... I'm not putting my pressure on myself because, like, I'm still young and if I don't make it, I always got a junior team. But I definitely want to make an open team. That's my number one goal. Man, that's awesome. I think it's um, fantastic to set the goals there and I know you're going to smash it and try your best to get there. Fantastic time to um, wrap it up, mate. Thank you very much for coming on for a chat. Um, I know, Thank you, as so- I said, No, you're all right. I'm just glad we got to have it. I know you went well at the beginning of the week. Uh, Oh, no, Sunday it was we were supposed to have this chat. So I'm just glad we finally got around to doing it. And I wanted to give you the opportunity to come on and and tell your story. I think you're an absolute star in the making, mate. And um, I'm looking forward to keeping a track of your career. And anyone listening to this, make sure you you do the same. Good luck over the next nine months and training. I know you're going to have state um, champs in December. Yeah. Obviously trying to make junior teams. So I wish you all the best. And until we have uh, you back on again, it's um, thank you very much for coming on Off The Block Swimming Podcast. Today's episode of Off The Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you as always by Pro Swim Workouts. What an amazing week it has been on the show, and I want to thank all my guests for coming on and helping us shine a light on Women's Health Week. Let's continue to do great work in this area and support this very important topic. Now, I promised for a while, and next week it is here. I'm going to call it, it is the biggest week ever on Off The Block Swimming Podcast as we turn back the clock to 2000 and set our sights on Sydney and celebrate the 20-year anniversary of of the greatest Olympic Games of all time. Now, I'm not going to say any names as such, but what I will do is I'll give you some clues as to who's coming on and what's coming your way next week. To help me celebrate the massive games that it was will be a woman who has more than earned the nickname Madam Butterfly. We're also going to have one of the best breaststrokers ever, in my opinion, who isn't an Australian and is most known for her world records and swimming without goggles. 
And we are going to finish the week with, uh, in my opinion, and many people's opinion, four boys who pulled off the greatest race in Australian swimming history. And I'm just going to leave it at that. And I'm sure you can connect the dots after that. In case you can't tell, I'm very excited and I'm super excited for next week and what's coming your way. There may be even a few more surprises along the way. You will just have to listen in and find out. Until next week, though, guys, put your phone down. Enjoy some time with your family this weekend. To steal a line from Rover McManus, say hi to your mum for me. And it's bye for now.